0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, my sweet angels. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. These next few weeks... Which are all pre recorded because I'm currently on maternity leave. I'm talking to you from the past, just, you know, I think you guys have figured that out by now. But I'm gonna be giving you guys a little bit of whiplash. You're welcome in advance, okay? Because I have some wonderful interviews that are coming out with like the coolest, smartest women ever, as you guys heard last week with Ash. And then there will be a lot of solo episodes that are very much a different vibe. So, I just want you guys to know that you'll be getting a whole array of emotions these next few months because we have these deep interviews about, you know, spirituality and womanhood and friendship, and then I'm going to mix it up with some, you know, listener submitted topics, like what we're doing today, which is what's the most diabolical thing you've ever done to an ex. And I've been wanting to do this episode for a while because I think that female anger is so underrated, especially in a breakup. I feel like you have to get to a point where you're angry. I mean, it's, it's one of those five stages of grief for a reason because it's productive. And I think that we should not fight our anger as much as we do. And I do this personally. Like I always am thinking like, well, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to carry that around. I don't want to, you know, being angry is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die, whatever. But like, I just, I found that when I've been angry is when I've actually been able to deal with things and get over them. And so I just, I want to encourage us to be a little bit more angry and not run from that, (laughs) which feels like I'm joking. It feels like made up advice, but I'm actually being very dead serious that we should not run from our anger. So I was talking to this girl a few months ago and she was telling me about her ex, and she was saying like, Oh, I was pissed and I did all of this. And anyway, and I was like, and how are you now? And she was like, I'm great because I dealt with all of it and I was mad and I took it out on him and I don't regret it. I just, I go back and forth because sometimes I have regretted being too nice about things and letting things go. And then I've also regretted being angry about things. So usually I just do nothing and then I regret doing neither. So, I mean, you're going to regret it either way. You might as well do the thing that, you know, inflicts revenge upon the person who has wronged you. So let's get into your guys's submitted answers for what is the most diabolical thing you have done to an ex? Another disclaimer, I don't know these responses. Lucy read these for me and she selected them. So, I haven't read through them. I don't know what she picked. The reactions are genuine. I always give you guys that information beforehand because usually I do pick the episode or I do pick the stories. And so I'm not as shocked as I could be if they were a surprise. So these ones are a surprise. Let's get into it. She says, my high school boyfriend's entire personality was that he played on the baseball team. So when he dumped me, me and my two best friends snuck out late that night and took out our bloody tampons and left them... In the baseball outfield where he plays. We also put dead, bloody fish in the bed of his truck because his truck was also his entire personality. Wow, sounds like this guy has a great personality. High school sports are, how do I put this? They're a great thing to have around to vet the people that you're dating. The way people talk about their high school athletic experience is one of the most telling things that you can get out of a person because. If you're, you know, in the age range of me, which I'm 30. So if you're like between 25 and 35 and somebody is still talking about their high school athletic experience in any serious manner, like I've heard guys like joke about, you know, their high school baseball team or football team or whatever it is, that's fine. But when they're telling you about a, you know, a really cool accomplishment and it has anything to do with their sports accomplishments in high school, you need to run immediately. And also let me tell you a specific personality trait that you need to run from, or I shouldn't say personality trait, like action that a guy does that you need to run away from. Okay. If a guy plays high school football, all right. And then he like either walks on to a college football team or he like tries out for it or he, you know, like he's like, he did not get a scholarship. It wasn't in the cards for him. Like, but he really wanted to play at college level. And then when he tells you about it, he says, but then I got hurt. Like I played in high school and then, you know, I was playing at such and such university, but then I got hurt and I couldn't play anymore. That is code for he was bad at it. Okay. And if he can't say that, if he can't say, oh yeah, I tried to play in college, but I wasn't good enough. He's not self-aware enough for you to be dating. Self-awareness is so key in a partner. And if he's going to blame it and then especially like, and then if the the injury continues to come up, like if later on you guys are like on a bowling date and he's like, oh, my knee because, you know, I heard it in high school and I was playing tight end at blah, 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 high run away. Okay. Just trust me. Just trust me. The fake injury, the whatever, you know, like it's okay. We get it. He deserves bloody dead fish in his car is basically what I'm saying in regards to this story. Okay. Next one. I signed up for and ran, ran, <laughs> I signed up for and ran a half marathon just to prove to my ex that him thinking I am not athletic enough for his family was so insanely absurd and not true. But actually I hate running and I will never be doing a long form race again because I broke my foot the week before the race, still ran it. And honestly, the payoff was fabulous. And I will never forget how dumb he felt when I told him and then he begged to get me back with him. I cannot even express how much of a red flag it is for a guy to even comment on your like physical abilities. Like you're not athletic enough. You don't go to the gym enough. Like I saw a TikTok of a girl. She posted a a screenshot of a message she got from a guy from Hinge. Like they had gone on like three dates and he had messaged her and been like, I honestly think if you put like six months in at the gym, like we would be a perfect fit. Like, I can't even tell you how, I mean, of course you need to have a level of attraction to your partner. Of course. I mean, if that's something you desire in a relationship, if you want a sexual relationship with somebody and you want to be attracted to them, of course that has to exist. However, what is a dumber metric To measure if you are compatible with a person, if they go to the gym or not. What is worse than that? What is a worse way to determine if you they are a worthy life partner? I know, I'm I know what you're all saying. Well, they gotta take care of this, blah, blah. Yeah, of course. But if a guy is coming to you and saying, I think if you worked out more, I think if you lost some weight, if anybody has ever said that to you, I cannot tell you how fast you should run away. And I've said this before, maybe I said it on my episode with Ash, I can't remember. But, like, when I was dating, I mean, even before I got married, like, not even in this most recent time dating, but like before, I wish that I had had such a lower tolerance for the things that I would let people say to me. Like, why are you even letting a guy bother you for one moment? Like, it, like, I don't I just put up with it all the time. Guys would say the dumbest things to me. They'd say that like, I would get the ick, but I would persevere like you can't be doing that. You can't be persevering anymore. Dating should not be like a chore. You know, it should be fun. Every moment of it should be fun. Let the hard stuff come later. Let the hard stuff come like 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road. When you have kids together, when you share a mortgage, like, like let that be when you overcome some hardship. Okay. Don't let it be at the beginning when you're like, yeah, he told me I'm kind of fat, but like, I like him and he called me at 3am. So I'm just going to go with it. No, bring that bullshit tolerance. Way down. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Dipsy. Picture this, all right? You're hanging out in your favorite spot. Your headphones are on. The world around you fades away. When you're listening to Dipsy stories, you can have this. You're immersed in a vivid world where every touch, every breath, every stolen glance is felt with breathtaking intensity. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. So you can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, or hot and heavy hookups, enemies to lovers, forced proximity. What's your favorite trope? They've got it. They also have a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and a fairy smut. Yeah, I know. I just got so many of your attentions to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. One more time, that is dipsystories.com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by ShipStation. It's a new year. It's a new year of business. It's a new year of growth. And you know what makes growing your business a lot easier? When tedious little tasks are handed off to someone else. If they're automated, if they're taken care of, if they're off your checklist, a new year is a great time to grow your business. But if you're stuck in the trenches of daily tasks, like managing order fulfillment, you're not able to focus on what really matters, which is increasing your sales. ShipStation can help you increase your profitability by automating your workflow and keeping costs down with industry-leading discounts. No matter where you sell or how you ship, you can grow with ShipStation. If you have received a package from me, if you're an OG, if you ordered merch back in the day, I did all of that shipping with ShipStation. Somebody told me about it when I first started and it made everything way easier. You can easily automate shipping tasks and manage orders in one simple dashboard. There's effortless integration everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. You can manage orders, print labels, compare rates, optimize every shipment, and automate delivery notifications. You can simplify and automate your shipping no matter how big your business grows. It's also the most affordable way to ship everything you sell online. They have industry-leading discounted rates from USPS, UPS, DHL, and Global Post with discounts up to 89% off of USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation. And 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. So make this year your most profitable one yet with ShipStation. Use my promo code BAD today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 30-day trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code BAD. Okay. I posted an ad for free chicken eggs at the peak of the egg shortage and high prices. Seems stupid, but I know his phone was blowing up. Eggs are expensive. The eggs that I usually buy $8.99. They're $8.99. I can't buy them anymore. I mean, realistically, they're probably all the same. They probably all are coming from the same place. They just have different branding and they're like, you know, painted brown. And so I buy into it. So I've just started buying the 299 ones because I'm not about to spend eight ninety. I mean, I love me some eggs. I don't love them that much. Okay. In high school, my friend and I put a dead skunk in a box, found while riding horses in the mountains, wrapped it up like a present and put it on my ex's porch for his birthday. Bold. Listen, men have done a lot of things to me that have really, really made me upset. None have made me mad enough that I would touch roadkill or touch a dead animal. Like none. I don't know if this shocks any of you that I'm not really an outdoorsy type of gal. So animals, even live, really freak me out. Okay, next one. Oh boy, here's a good one for you. After my ex and I broke up, I bought a full fish from the meat section at the grocery store. Eyes still attached, or eyes, wait, eyes still attached. Even better, it was a two pack. In broad daylight, I pulled up to his house where his truck was parked right out front. I placed not one, but both fish down in the base of the windshield, right on the heating and conditioning air intake, Hid them right there, tucked in all nice. It was winter. So every time he turned on the heater or AC, he was blasted with a rotting fish smell. He never found out it was me. No regrets. I mean, the fact here, I want to point out the most impressive part is that, you know, where the heating and air conditioning intake is. I was actually going to mention this at the beginning of the episode, because I just have a current hate. I hate cars. I hate anything to do with cars. I had like some small car trouble recently, and I was down and out for weeks just at the concept of having to go to an auto shop. You guys know I hate auto shops. I hate getting my oil changed. I hate talking to men who work in auto care. It's not safe, okay? It's not emotionally a safe place for me to exist. So, anytime anything goes wrong, like I need to get a new car, I know I need to get a new car. But anything that has to do with the automotive industry, I can't handle it. I don't want to buy a new car. I don't want to like, I don't even want to look at cars. I don't want to test drive them. I don't want to know anything about them. I want it to show up in my driveway, ready to go. I just, I, I hate everything to do with cars. So the fact that you knew where that was, I applaud you. Like I've had to like, like do my own washer fluid for the wind windshield washer fluid, whatever it's called. Even that is upsetting That will really, it'll emotionally shake me to have to pop a hood. I just, I hate it. Okay. Next one. I quoted all of his secret texts I found, and ooh, they were spicy and horrifying by writing them on his car windows with a window marker. I know this is frowned upon, but the guy was dating me with plans to hopefully marry and have children while hiding his true sexuality because he wanted to give his mom grandchildren. He even said he would keep his affair hidden until he had the number of kids he wanted what? He admitted he was very surprised I was able to find these texts because he went to great lengths to hide them, but he wanted to keep them for some reason. You might assume the reasons. Anyway, it felt good knowing he was going to have to wash his own twisted, manipulative words off his car windows. I mean, I'm from a religious area, as everybody knows. And so these these kind of horror stories are not, not something that are, I mean, I wouldn't say they're common, but like I've definitely heard of people doing these like hiding their sexuality and then, you know, marrying somebody that's, you know, getting into a heterosexual relationship when they're actually gay and like I, I what what is that doing to the person that you're with? Like, I mean, I understand how how hard it must be to come out and all of that, but like do you have to bring somebody else into it and ruin like their like life and options and possibilities of a family and like Like, if you're going to marry somebody and then plan on breaking up with them after they have bore your children, I don't like it. And I'm trying to be empathetic and kind about how hard it must be, especially like, you know, if you are from a conservative area like I'm from, like how hard that must be. But I mean, I just don't think you need to pull somebody else into it, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, next one. My ex put our shared dog down right after the breakup. Like he took him to the vet and he said he was aggressive. So they put him down. He was the sweetest dog ever. After I healed a bit from that, I tagged his house with a business on Google maps and named the business dog murderer. So whenever people would look up his address in maps, it would pop up as dog murderer at his address. It didn't bring my dog back, but it brought me some peace knowing that any Tinder girls or booty calls going to his house would see that pop up. And when they put his address in maps, it was for it was up for a little bit, but it must have caught on because it's not there anymore. Wow. I co-sign on this move. I mean, that's just that's I think that that's pretty genius. I've never even heard of anybody doing something like that. But it's a great move. Like, if anything, I hope that this episode does give people some ideas of what to do when they're needing, you know, some revenge on their ex. I wish I, you know taken the high road. I have taken the high road, unfortunately for me. And honestly, for you guys, really, like I, I am sad that I've taken the high road. Like this is one of those moments I'm talking about where I'm like, why did I choose to do the nice thing? I should have just chosen to be diabolical and say these things and do these things. And so, you know, it's not off the table completely for me, but I do want you guys to use this episode as things that you can do because you could create a thing, a business at the address of your ex, but you could just do it like you could do, put anything there. Dog murderer, like unfaithful, liar, cheater, hater, whitey tidy wearer. Like, I don't know, but you can put anything there. Okay. I dated the girl. (laughs) I dated the girl he cheated on me with and I posted the picture and I captioned it. He does have good taste. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot, I feel like a classic revenge. I don't know if any of these stories are in here, but like dating the friend or dating, you know, somebody in their inner circle props to you guys who do that because the people that I've dated in the past, their circle of friends are the least dateable people I've ever met in my entire life. Like the guys I hang out with, like when I was in college. So when I was and like in high school too, like least dateable, like the people I am least likely to ever want to hang out with. So props to you guys for picking guys that have good taste in people and apparently women. Okay. Next one. I didn't do this to an ex, but he did it to me about three months after we broke up. It was ugly because he was a narcissist. I came home and there was gray kitty litter looking stuff all around the trunk of my trees. I didn't know what it was, but my landscaper neighbor said it didn't look like fertilizer and to just remove as much as I could. It had just snowed. And so I got as much as I could off, but the rest had to stay until spring when I used to shop back to vacuum up the rest. After about six months later, all my trees slowly started dying. A year after that, I had to have all seven of my fully matured fruit trees and shade trees removed because it was poison. He poisoned my trees because he knew how much I love them. And how much it would hurt me. That's pure psychopath vibes if I have ever heard them. See, perfect opportunity for a business at his address, tree murderer. There is something like specifically really creepy about killing plants. I mean, killing animals also. I mean, I don't want to just glaze right over that. But killing trees, I don't know. I feel like it's something, I mean, if, if you'll excuse like the millennial reference that I'm about to make. But it does feel like something that like Tom Riddle would do. Like they'd be like, yeah, we found this creepy kid. He kills trees, you know? Okay, next one. Okay, so this was actually a girl in high school that did this to a good friend of mine. After they broke up, she ground up the wisdom teeth that she had recently extracted and baked them into brownies and then doorbell ditched them to him. He ate the brownies and later found out from her friends. I'm not sure if there was a planned motive, but it seemed like she was thinking, you'll never escape me. Okay, that's extremely dark that's that's one of the most sinister things forcing your ex-boyfriend to eat your teeth is not a sentence I thought I would ever come across in any capacity that is some dark shit why does that creep me out Teeth, I mean, we, we've seen, I've, I've referenced it on the podcast before and like there's that meme that goes around that's like the only people who collect teeth are serial killers and moms, which is true. But the only people who make you eat the teeth are true, true psychopaths. Okay, my ex cheated on me after three years. So I pooped into a bag, sealed it up like cookies and wrote an anonymous note that said, I hope you enjoy these home baked goods. And then I left it on his car. Listen, I have learned that many of you are playing it fast and loose, quite literally, with your bowels. First of all, I would not be able to even participate in, you know, using the restroom. If I am not in a bathroom with the door shut, it locked and the water on, as you guys heard me say. The fact that you guys can take a shit on a plate... Weirds me out to like, I'm not. I mean, do what you got to do, get back at the ex for sure. I'm just a little upset at how willy nilly you guys are willing to just poop places. I don't understand. Again, I support it. Sure, do what you need to do, but something might be going on psychologically for you to be able to do such a thing. Okay. My husband's ex girlfriend became best friends with his mom and sister and would show up to every single family function. Weird, right? Turns out she was stealing a single sock every time she came wait, every single time she came over or rearranged his shoes or would hide random things. So he slowly thought he was going insane. We caught her doing it and she fessed up and never came around again. Weird that his family let her come to everything in the first place, but whatever. He did break up with her over text after being together for over a year. So I kind of respect it. Not going to lie. Okay. So I did a deep dive on uh new moon, like a few months ago on the Patreon. And there's this part that I've never really noticed in, in new moon, which is when Edward breaks up with her, she continues to email Alice, his quote unquote sister. I think that this was a tactic that a lot of people used in like, maybe I would estimate like ninth or 10th grade, like okay, I'm going to be friends with the little sister or the older sister or whatever. I'm going to be friends with their sibling. When I see women doing things like this, like, well, me and his sister are still really close. Like, no, I'm sorry. But when you break up with somebody, it's a shitty part of it, but you break up with the family. Okay. It is weird to me. Like, and if you are the sister, I've been the sister where the ex-girlfriend keeps reaching out and you're just kind of like, okay, what do I do? That's a boundary issue. You don't need to be reaching out to the sister. You don't need to be friends with their mom still. And moms who encourage it. I've heard this before too. Like moms who like keep the ex-girlfriend in the group chat or like still give her Christmas presents or like miss her in some weird way. Like I'm so not into that. I think that there should be a very hard line. Like if you break up with somebody, you have broken up with the family. Okay. Period. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Ritual. Sometimes skepticism can serve us well. It keeps us on our toes. It keeps us aware. It makes sure that we're not falling for anything shady. Maybe it'll save you money. Maybe it keeps you from like wasting a day at a timeshare presentation. If you can spot a too good to be true health hack from a mile away and you can read labels like it's your job, congratulations. That means you're a skeptic. And Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that really does exceed your standards. Their clinically backed essential for women, 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And I love personally the minty freshness that it delivers. You guys know I'm not about to take a big chalky multivitamin. It's got to be delicious. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have USP verified marks, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. So no more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 40% off of your first month for a limited time only at ritual.com slash broadcast. This offer is only available through January 31st. So start Ritual today or add Essential for Women 18 plus to your subscription. That's ritual.com slash broadcast for 40% off. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Clean Simple Eats. I love to talk about Clean Simple Eats because finally there's a protein powder that is actually delicious. I've tried so many protein powders, and I know I need the protein, but it's so hard to enjoy them because they are chalky, they are weird. They leave a weird film in my mouth. I just want something delicious. Is that too much to ask that I get my protein and also the most delicious thing I've ever tasted? I don't feel like it is, and neither does clean, simple eats, apparently, because it actually is that delicious. It literally tastes like I use the brownie batter one. It literally tastes like brownie batter. like I use it in my in my morning shakes. If I can make it a little creamy with a frozen banana, oh, it's like a delicious chocolate milkshake. They have 26 delicious all-natural flavors, and you really cannot go wrong with any of them. Like I said, I love the chocolate brownie batter, but they also have other unique flavors like German chocolate cake, s'mores, and cinnamon roll. One of the things I love about Clean Simple Eats is their high ingredient standards. Their protein powder is always grass-fed with no artificial ingredients. It is third-party tested, non-GMO, and always gluten-free. You've probably seen it all over Instagram or TikTok. I feel like anybody who's in like the protein game, they're usually using Clean Simple Eats because we all know it's just easier to get your protein when it's delicious. So visit cleansimpleeats.com and use the code BAD10 at checkout for 10% off of your order. That's cleansimpleeats.com, code BAD10 for 10% off of your order. Next one. I was dating this boy for a year and I found out accidentally late one night that he had been cheating on me for nine months. Instead of confronting him, I remembered that I had some black hair dye in the bathroom. I mixed it up and while he was sleeping, snuck and put streaks of black hair dye on his bright blonde hair. This man took pride in being blonde with luscious curly hair and even told me that it was his one redeeming quality. Okay. If he's self-aware enough to know that his blonde hair, first of all, bad redeeming quality really bad. It'd be one thing if he was like, my redeeming quality is that I am, you know, I do charity work or something. If somebody says my redeeming quality is that I have blonde curly hair, mm, redeeming quality for who? Because I'm pretty sure the last person who cared that much about that was the worst person who's ever lived. Okay. Even his Insta bio said that one hot blonde kid, Kate, this is weird. So that was pretty evil of me. I let him sleep in it overnight. I also left that night and never spoke to him again. When I saw him at the gym randomly, he had cut his hair and dyed it a dark brown and it felt so good because he loved that freaking blonde hair. You know what I respect in a woman? I respect in a woman who leaves and goes no contact. It couldn't be me. It couldn't be me. My, like, I don't know, stupid little pea brain, like has to, like, I I could just not ever be like, Oh, you cheated on me. Okay. I'm packing up my stuff. I'm leaving. Don't contact me ever again. Like, why am I not this way? I'm so, I don't know. I'm so jealous of it. When I hear of girls doing that, like when I break up with people, it's like, I have to over explain. I have to apologize. I have to do it really slowly. Like I wish I had it in me to just, I mean, not now, <laughs> not in my, not in my current thinking of past breakups. I just wish I had it in me. So props to all of you who just don't stand up for things. Don't apologize for leaving. Don't drag it out. You just say, oh, you cheated on me. I'm packing up and leaving. Like, I think that that's badass. Okay. I told my little brother to pee all over my ex's car. Windshield doors, handles, all of it. I'm from Idaho and it froze that night. There were pisicles all over his car the next day. Having a little brother. I always think about this, like how different my life would be if I had a little brother or a sister. Like... I- It just changes the dynamic of a family so much, but I can guarantee you that if I had a little sibling, little brother specifically, he'd be doing all my dirty work for me. Guaranteed. I was the petty, petty princess that put shrimp in an ex's shower curtain rod. I still have no regrets as you should not. I remember that. I remember that submission. Okay. I had an ex that cheated on me. He was in the air force and the women he cheated on me with, or the woman he cheated on me with was also in the air force. I also knew that they would do drugs together. So I told my dad's military cop friend, mainly because drugs are highly unacceptable in the military, but also because he cheated. My dad's friend started an internal investigation and found a bunch of drugs in their systems, along with drugs in her apartment and in his on-base dorm room. And they both got dishonorably discharged. Do I feel guilty? No, not one bit. Don't cheat on women who know you do drugs with your side hoe, especially while in the military. I've said it once and I'll say it again. I do think that we should be calling the police more. I hate that like, like I I feel this way when I've had to call the police in the past, they make you feel like you are like super inconveniencing them. I'm not trying to make any sort of statement. Okay. I'm just saying with my experience in calling police, I feel like I've been made to feel really stupid. So it's like, talk to me out of like, like there have been uh, like, okay, I'm acting like this is a huge like issue in my life, but like there've been times where i've needed to call the police i call them they make me feel really stupid i don't want to talk to them they make me feel like i'm just some idiot girl complaining about something stupid when it's actually a dangerous situation and then like it'll happen again and i'll be like i know i should call the police and i'm talked out of it because i, I they've made me feel so stupid and whenever i say something like this i know i'm going to get dms like well my husband's a cop and he always says that you should call and of course you should I'm releasing us from that false belief that, like, we're annoying the police officers when we call them. Like, that's what they're there for. You could and should call the police if you are in a dangerous situation. Okay. Just putting that out there. Next one I took him with small claims court because his deadbeat ass quit his job one year into our two year relationship. So I was paying for everything the whole second year, got my money back. Can you do that? <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Why does nobody tell me I'm telling you, that's why these episodes are so important because they give us good ideas. Okay. Maddie, he had a ring. We had two dogs and the whole white picket fence thing going, but I found out he cheated. So I packed up, took the car and half the joint account, met some new friends. And a year or so later, one of them found out the house was being foreclosed on and he was a wealthy guy. So he went and bought the foreclosed house from under him for pennies. And then he had the cops come and kick him out. He never knew it was me or that it involved me in any way, but I got to burn his life down the way he burned down ours and he'll never know it was me. I mean, like I said, this is hopefully giving you ideas. If you guys do have a friend who can buy your ex's house and kick him out, I mean, for sure, that's the way to go. (laughs) That's the way to do it. I don't know if that's super accessible to many people, But if you can do it, please keep me in the loop. Okay, next one. An ex who was horrible to me got married and on his honeymoon, his wife made a hashtag. Oh gosh, I'm about to record the worst wedding trend episode and hashtags were on there. So like I can already imagine this is headed somewhere bad. His wife made a hashtag on all of their posts, something like hashtag Hanson's in Hawaii. That's not their real name and not the real place they went. My mom and I made a phony Instagram account and had it totally anonymous where all we did was post pictures of animal poop. And then we put their honeymoon hashtag on every picture. So if you clicked or searched that hashtag, you'd see pictures of their travels and animal poop. Super petty, but honestly, it felt good. I just, I want to call out some behavior in this story. And it's not, it's not the person who made the fake Instagram account. It's the person who branded their honeymoon with its own hashtag with Hashtag Hansons in Hawaii. Again, I know that's not their real name or that where they went. But if you find yourself on a trip, and you know what? I'm sick of hearing. I'm sick of hearing people being like, well, it's for them. It's for them. They're making a little, they're making a little photo album. I don't care. It's weird. It's only millennials who would ever do that, by the way. It's only, and I would even argue it's elder millennials. Okay. I would say if you are gonna hashtag your own. Wedding or your own honeymoon, you're somewhere in the age range of 33 to 37 at this current moment. Because anybody who's like aware of what's going on would never do that. So if I'm reading this and I'm really picking out the behavior that bothers me, it's the creating the hashtag thing. Okay. Next one. When I dated a guy in college, I was from the East Coast and the school was in Texas. Eventually, when our relationship got really serious, I invited him to my house for winter and spring break to meet my family. And for my junior and senior year, he came home with me six times. Well, one time he wasn't able to come and I went home alone. I was chatting with my mom when she got up to use the bathroom. She had been giggling at her phone and being the sneak I am. Oh, no, no, no. I quickly opened her phone when she left. To my absolute horror, she had been sexting my boyfriend for the past year and a half, not just images full length videos. It was basically an OnlyFans. Naturally, I was shocked and it was conveniently the same day I was leaving. So I left within the hour. When I got back to college, I acted normal for two days. How? Like this is something that does not make sense to me. Like if I am feeling an emotion, if I'm experiencing something like, I I mean, I I hate to say impulsive, but like I do tend to be impulsive. Like there's not a chance that I'm going to be able To sit and act normal for two days. Not a chance. Okay, I acted normal for two days. By some grace of God, I was not in a murderous mood, but rather a sinister one. Ooh, my boyfriend is becoming a cardiac surgeon and was in the first year of his residency. See, this just goes to show men are stupid no matter what. Like this guy's what? He's getting his doctorate and he's still this stupid? Yeah. So I asked if I could see his phone to see if I could find some old pictures for a throwback post on Instagram. Once he handed it to me, I found my mother's contact under a different name, of course, and I screen recorded their pictures and conversations and emailed it to myself. And then I deleted the email off of his phone. So bold that he gave you his phone. That's weird. I then went to a school computer under a general user's account and I emailed the recording to all of his residency teachers, managers, and advisors in one big email. I detailed the situation but anonymously, of course, he was removed from the program and had to transfer and restart his year of residency. He came crying to me that this had happened and he never knew it was me. You're probably thinking that that is a harsh punishment. And it would be if he didn't go to a Christian university. We took a break when he transferred and never spoke again. And as for my mother, she told me when we broke up and honestly, I respected a little because he was hot. What? What? Why is that the weirdest final sentence I've ever heard? That is, I question, (laughs) I'm questioning so many things that that was your response that you're like, yeah, I respect it a little bit. I mean, I'm assuming at, at the very least that your mom was single because it feels like if she was doing this, like, you know, if she was unfaithful, it would probably bother you a little bit more but it's weird that you said you respect it. I don't know how I feel about that final thing. Yeah. It does just go to show that no matter the education level, men are stupid. So I feel like we got a lot of good ideas here of things that we can do to our exes. And like I said, I, I have chosen the high road in many a relationship. Like I guess the two that I've had my entire life, three, four, let's see how many relationships have I actually had. I had one boyfriend when I was a sophomore in high school and then I had two boyfriends before I got married. So I've had like four relationships, five. <laughs> so really, am I the person to talk to about this? Absolutely not. As you guys know, I had a lot of boyfriends that didn't know they were my boyfriends. Like in my mind, we were dating and like very much in love. And then, you know, they broke my heart and they broke up with me and they like got other girlfriends. And to me, they were being unfaithful. And to them, they were just probably existing in a normal way. But yeah, I've taken I've taken the high road. I I don't think it's out of being altruistic. I have to say, I don't think that it's because I'm a good person. I think that I am one, a scaredy cat Two, I am, like I said last week with Ash, I get scared of people not believing me. Like if I talk about things that happened to me or like, which is probably a complex that I need to work through. And honestly, I'm just like, I'm really, really just working through this on the podcast as we speak. But like, I just, I, I think that that's probably an issue that I need to work through that. I think that people don't believe me. Actually, I saw a TikTok about this. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. Just, I feel a deep sense of injustice when people don't believe the things that I say. So a lot of times my way around that is to just not share anything that I've been through because the risk of not being believed is too scary to me, which is like just basically the female experience in a nutshell, So yeah, I don't know. I've I have been very wronged, very wronged and destroyed on many levels by relationships. And I just kind of let them, let them go. And I mean, I've said it in my episodes before that I think karma takes care of a lot. So I've really just relied on her to do her job. And it's worked out pretty well because I do find myself in a very happy position right now. And I will say there's a lot of good things that you can do to get back at your exes. And I encourage them and I think that we should do them more. However, I will put my stamp of approval on something that I believe, which is the best revenge you can ever get on an ex is like living an amazing life and being happier than ever before, being hotter than ever before. I mean, that's where the real, that's, that's really hitting them where it hurts. Do all of these other things. Okay. If you need to shit in a, in a Ziploc bag and throw it on their porch. Sure. I support it. However, after that, you're going to get your act together. Okay. You're going to get hot you're going to get happy. You're going to find somebody better and you're going to live a life that was never, ever, ever possible with them. I think after a breakup, the main, I mean, obviously there's so much pain and confusion and all of that, that comes with a breakup, but something, a fear that I've always dealt with after breakups is that like, I don't want to have to start over with somebody. I don't want to have to, you know, get to know somebody. I don't want to have to date. I don't want to have to do those things. And when I've done Q and A's in the past, people have asked me a lot of how to start dating again after a serious relationship, and I think that when I started dating again, I really tried to frame it like an up level, like I was about to find something amazing. Like I had that mindset before I met my boyfriend and before you know my life changed in a million different ways. Like I had the the thought like. I'm going to find something better. Like I just said that over and over and over and over again. Like I knew that I was going to find something better because I knew what I didn't want. And I knew how to look for something that was going to be better. So I really tried to keep that mindset. That's like the best advice that I can give. Like Just know that when you do start dating again, like you're not going to end up with somebody worse. I promise. You're not going to feel less fulfilled in your next relationship. That's a huge fear I had. Like, well, I just had this long marriage, and how am I going to find somebody that knows me that, as well and that is like you will you're you're not going to find something worse. It's just I guarantee it. I guarantee it, and I can guarantee that because you know what you're not looking for. So I don't know that made me feel really positive about dating, and then when I was dating again and I found somebody, I was like, "Oh, this is such a huge up level because I now know exactly what I need and what I want, and this is way happier so I don't know, but it's hard. It's hard. I'm not trying to say it's not hard, especially after a marriage, especially after, you know, you've lived with somebody or a long relationship or you have kids together or whatever it might be. But just know that like if you treat every next relationship, like it's going to be an up level in your life, it will be. And really, there's just no better revenge than living a really, really good life. I support the anger. I think that you should move through the anger and I think that you should act on it. You know, do as I say, not as I do, like, don't be scared to talk about something because We should believe everything that women say and we should have their backs and I'm working on this right next to you. So just know that I'm, I'm still, you know, working on using my voice, using my voice for good, but yeah, do things out of anger. It's good. It's productive. And then after you move through that, just move into a positive place where your life gets way better. Breakups suck. They really do. They have always led to something better. So try not to be too scared of them. Nobody asked me for advice in this episode, but I just, I guess I felt like that was where I should, that was where I should give it. Thank you to everybody who submitted. Thank you to Lucy for reading these. I love getting to know you guys through these. I love knowing that women that are as diabolical as you crazy bitches listen to the podcast. It makes me so incredibly happy. I love you all so much. I will see you next week. Again, it's going to be an emotional roller coaster these next few weeks. We've got some deep conversations We've got some funny topics. Like when people ask me what the podcast is about, for some reason, I hate that question because we just cover a wide variety of things. Like it really is just what I felt like talking about that week and what was on my mind. And you know, this week it was this, next week it's something a little deeper. It's another interview with a dear friend. You guys are going to love it. I really, really, really thoughtfully pick interviews. Like I never just have somebody on just to have them on. Like I search people out who I think are a perfect fit, who I genuinely love talking to. That is the only way I do interviews or have people on. It's not something that's just a filler episode or anything like that. Like I am very intentional with the people I have on the podcast, and that's why I have the best people on the podcast. Like, Sorry, but they are the best. So next week, we will be hearing from Haley Rawl of the Girls Camp podcast. It is an episode about Mormonism. I will do a disclaimer at the beginning of next episode because I know it's not everybody's cup of tea but I I hope that you guys listen. If you're open to that, if not, I will see the next week where we keep it silly again. So I love you guys so much. I will see you next week. Remember to remain always safe and kind and hot. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.